This fresh coat of the startup life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexel series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time, which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush, which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, fill your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me. Your time will thank you. It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, with everything going on, you know, sometimes it's just important to just kind of sit back, take it, take a load off, and just really just kind of enjoy your time, Right. And, and, and sometimes we may want to have a nice beverage when we enjoy our time, which is why we have a great founder for you today here on the show. He is the founder of Bessa Mevino. Uh, we have Mike Radnia. Big Mike. What's up, man? Hey, Dominic. Thanks for having me, brother. No worries. I'm excited about this. I hear that. I hear that. I'm, I'm glad you're excited, man. It looks like we're going to have a, some great energy uh, for some content today. Man, are you ready to pour some knowledge into Startup Nation today? Because I've been doing some research, man. It looks like you got a lot to kind of share with us. I'm ready. I want to get everyone tipsy by the end of this. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. So first things first, man, let, let's start with your origin story. Just kind of share with us your background a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I, my name is Michael Rodnia. I'm 26 years old, born and raised in Los Angeles. I, this is my hometown. I've, I've, I've been a native here for the last 26 years. I went to school in Boston university for four years. I traveled to Shanghai for almost five months by myself. And from there I came home and I realized that I did not like my job. So I started Bessa. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. Thank you for sharing it. Tell me about your time in Shanghai, man. Yeah, so I I was in Shanghai for a broad experience for about like three months. Mm-hmm. And I went there just, you know, really just to learn new cultures. And I went there by myself. And after about, you know, two months in, I'm like, I can't leave here. I, I need to stay here longer just because it's it was just so amazing to see a new culture that I haven't really been uh, acquainted, acquainted with before. Gotcha. Uh, given just like, it's just a new surface going on there with just you know, the people, the culture, the how they're how the exchange of languages and how you know within like three months I almost became like fluent in Shanghai in, uh, Mandarin right at the time and because a lot of people there don't really speak English so you kind of like have to learn and you know you're in the culture every day and you end up picking up the language pretty well 
Gotcha. So, so now I lost it though because I have no one to practice it with. Right. That makes sense. That makes complete sense. Thank you for sharing that, man. So, look, you know, uh, yeah, obviously we're all kind of you know quarantining, social distancing, and stuff like that. You know, what has you know the past couple of weeks looked for you and your business, man? Like, you know, because I imagine you know you probably went through a few changes, a few pivots, if you will, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Kind of share with um, me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I mean, so obviously, what we do is we we sell wine. Our our right. business is selling a better for you wine, so all our products are organic. Mm-hmm. They have low in sulfite, they have no sugar, and they're vegan. So we don't use any animal byproducts when we refine the wine. And uh, what was really interesting when we first started the company is that our whole direction was to to work in distribution on on and off premises, meaning that in like restaurants, bars, grocery stores which is the, the model we, we always saw the business going into. Right. You know, we launched the company May 1st, 2019. And since then, we're in almost like, you know, over 200, 250 stores. Anyone, you know, all, you know, all local markets around us uh, actually distribute mostly in California. Gotcha. And within the last, within the, since March, since COVID hit, you know, I'd say about, 60% of our business was cut because a lot of bars, restaurants right. that we were working into, you know, all had to, you know, pause their business. And not only that, we just couldn't grow because we couldn't build our account list. Right. But fortunately for us, we had an online shop that we barely ever used. Like we, we never got any sales from it. Mm. Uh, it, it just, it was never a focus for us. Gotcha. Uh, we, were, we, we always wanted to build a brand on a distribution level and then eventually have, once people try the products, be able to you know taste it and then purchase the products online if they liked it, or just go back to the grocery store, making like a really organic process for them. For sure. And since since COVID hit, we just seen a ton, just out of nowhere, just a boom in sales of people purchasing our products online, you know, r- you know very organically, and us right. not doing any marketing around it, which is really interesting. So since then. Uh, you know, our whole budget has changed as far as just instead of dumping money into like supporting our retailers, we're just, you know, now we, we pivoted our budget into into digital ads and copies and different videos and, and really engaging with a customer on a on a digital level. So we go, you know, we kind of like pivoted from being a, you know, a, you know, a wholesale wine company to a DTC wine brand. Right. Um, so now we, you know, we we're doing about, you know, you know, again, we, we did nothing in sales. Now we're doing about like 10 to 12 sales a day. Wow. And uh, we're just continuously growing the brand on that platform. Meanwhile, um, you know, as people, as, as things are starting to normalize, we're seeing a lot of the, our accounts open up and, and uh, we just got into a, our first chain account, which is a Safeway store nice. in Northern California. Yeah. Right. Exciting stuff. So right. it was, it's, uh, it, it's really hard to juggle because you're, you're trying to figure out, you know, are we going the DTC direction? Or are we going to continue going through our wholesale distribution? Absolutely. And now we've kind of like merged both of them in one right. uh, as we're starting to grow with everything going on. But it, it definitely opened up a new form of business that I never really believed in or saw before. And Mike, I'm glad you said that, man, because like we're starting to see, you know, and, and, and you know, we, we've had multiple uh, people come on the show and they say that like, you know, and a lot of them are like veterans from the 2008 downturn and recession and stuff like that. And they've been, they said it then and they say it now, like sometimes these moments are just, they're opportunities. 
in disguise a lot yeah. of times. And it seems like you've capitalized on that, my man. Yeah. Absolutely. I think something really funny in my life is every single time something bad really happens, yeah. something good always comes right after it. It's it's really interesting. I think it's like once you're pushed against the wall mm. and you have to make something work, right. you, it just, you know, you end up innovating into something even better. Um, more times than not, I've, I've realized. And even with our name, like back in the day, before we started the company, the, the name, uh, the name, the name used to be Bloom Wines. Okay. And, uh, and it was, a, it was a name I fell in love with, you know, our, our whole messaging is around like, you know, living in the moment and truly, you know, living for today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, really, really encompassing like the be present moment. Right. So we thought, you know, the name Bloom really made sense because you're kind of like blossoming, you, you know, you're, you're, you're becoming your best self. Right. And, uh, you know, two, three months before we were about to launch the company, we had like all the branding and everything done, but we haven't done production yet. Right. I was at a conference and, uh, I got a, uh, I got a, I got an email on my phone with a cease and desist letter from this massive company, mm. massive wine company. What was the name of this wine company? It was, <laughs> right. it was Bloom Wine. Of course. <laughs> and like, oh man. And, uh, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, like this is my this is the business I'm about to launch and I don't even have a name now. Like right. you know, a name is sometimes like the most important thing, but at the same time it's not the most important thing. Fair enough. But it, it's it's something I, I really I really loved and and I was at this conference and I and I and uh, as soon as I got this email I got like super tense mm-hmm. and uh, I was definitely really flustered. So flustered to the point where there was this lady who came to me and she's like she's like, Honey, you know, this girl from the south right you know she she's like hey like what's wrong you look you know you look really anxious like what like you know how can i help you and i'm just like you know i'm i really said like it's it's not your problem nothing you know it's all good and she's like no please tell me she was working her own booth she had her own startup company right and um and she's like and i told her what was going on i told her the situation she's like don't worry i ha- i'm really good at this stuff give me 20 minutes and i'll come up with the best name for you i'm like what wow and like you know we kind of like i kind of take a tour of the whole of the conference i come back 25 minutes later right and i see her and her daughter like with the biggest smiles and i run up to them like what's going on and she's like i got the name for you mm. and uh and she's like it's bessa i'm like bessa she's like bessa mi vino i'm like oh my god that's an amazing wow. name <laughs> it's really funny it's really right. funny no that's 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 crazy and, and you know it brings up something else mike that we we like to talk about often because you know and in, in the startup entrepreneurial world a lot of times we see it as a dog eat dog world where you know i'm trying to crush everybody in my path and stuff like that but a lot of times what people don't realize that entrepreneurs root for other entrepreneurs and so that's a classic right. example of another startup founder probably understanding you know, a little bit about what you're you're going through and just wanting to help man you know what, what, yeah. what are some of those uh entrepreneurs that you kind of kind of like you know uh not necessarily look up to but more so get like you know fodder to succeed or like get you know uh inspired to kind of listen to when they talk about or they show what they're doing and stuff like that i mean a lot of people go through my mind it's, it's really just fun that people were like super you know because people a lot of people today you it's hard to tell whether they're genuine or they're That's just fair. you know they're just yeah. they're just speaking because you know they want to build their platform right 
And, uh, you know, I, I know this might sound cliche, but I really do love listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. Like, gotcha. uh, th- th- there's something about him where it's you re- you listen and he's just talking about, like, passion and just, you know, hustling and more than that, just, like, being patient. Right. And I think that's, like, huge where it's, like, you know, you're in this doggy dog world and, you know, all these startups are trying to, like, fight, you know, each, you know theoretically, you know, we all want to be at the top or, or in, in essence, like, you know, we can all get there. We just have to be patient and work with each other. You know, it doesn't have to be so combative and like, right. you know, really fighting against each other. And I think that's what he says really well. It's just like, you know, like, listen, you could be 25 years old right now and, and you could spend the next 10 years of your life doing nothing and you're still 35 years old. Like, just be patient mm. and, and and the time will come, right? Like, you just got to work hard at it. And I, I, I really do believe that. I think if you work at something hard enough, it, it will come true. You, you really have to be patient and uh, you, you got to be passionate about what you do and not really look, you know, the end goal shouldn't be, you know, agreed for money. It should just be your passion. And then, you know, that's like the cherry on top that comes with it. For sure. Them, Almost. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, uh, that's, that's really what I want to say. Gotcha. No, them's is facts. Them's is big facts. And, and I definitely agree with you because a, a lot of times, you know, along with that doggy dog world, we all, you know, a lot of times people feel like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I got to, I got to make profit right now. Otherwise they'll may lose interest in it. Right. And that's why we see a lot of times people kind of flame out if you will. But if you be patient, startup nation, just like Mike said, trust me, uh, you know, what you're looking for is definitely going to come to fruition. Just got to be patient. So I appreciate you sharing that, Mike. Yeah, no. And it's really like building your own metrics of success. Like, you know, what does success do? You know, it's like, you know, is it being happy? Is it, you know, is it, you know, by this date, are you going to get, this in funding, like, you know, I think today our, our whole, like our generation thinks that like, Hey, like if you raise X amount, you're mm-hmm. a successful company. But like, I don't really, you know, it, I, I don't necessarily you know, see that as a metric of, you know, success. I think success is really building a brand that has, you know, strong equity and sure. building a really a, a loyal following and not, you know, continuously, you know, you know, fundraising, which, which t- for other people, it can get very intimidating when you do or don't do that. Right. Like, right. you know, we, we all want to get that. We all want to have that exit. We all want to have that profitable business, but you just have to do it. We have to do what's best for your business. Not what, you know, you think is, is right or what's cool. Right. Um, I, I think that's, I think that's really like prevalent today where it's like everyone has their side hustle. Everyone wants to start their own business and you know, they, they just want something cool, but that's, that's not, it's not why you start a business. You start a business to start a problem. I mean, to fix a problem. Right. There it is. There it is. And I appreciate you sharing that. And Startup Nation, as you're, you know, maybe quarantining or starting your business and you're being patient for things to come over and maybe you want to have some wine, go to drinkbessa.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay uh, on uh, the podcast. So I want to ask you this, man, because when I go to your website, right, like one word comes out, you know, fun. Right. I'm seeing yeah. like I'm seeing like one dude, you know, knocking it back, knocking one back on the beach. I'm seeing people just out having fun. It's like it's so California. And I mean that in the absolute best way possible. <laughs> right. I'm seeing beaches. I'm seeing sunshine. Kind of talk about that brand story of uh, Bessa Mavino a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Um, so we, we are L.A. based. Right. So I'm right. born and raised in L.A. So. Right. I figured, you know, we want to build this brand. We want to really build a strong brand in California because it's the perfect product for canned wine, right? You know, right. there's the beaches, there's hiking, there's mountains. 
you know, it, this, the sunny weather, like you can't beat it anywhere else. But really, really with the whole vibe with the brand was that we want, we wanted to create a brand that connected with someone on an emotional level. And I don't know, I'm sure majority of the listeners who, who've gone to a wine shop have, have all had this pain point where you just walk into any grocery store or wine shop and it, you can't connect with the wine brand, right? right? Because they all look the same. They all have a family story. They all have call outs like a vintage and varietal. And I, and you know, personally, these are these are all terms that I don't know. It's right. a very aggressive <laughs> and overwhelming, um, very aggressive and overwhelming you know, feeling when you walk into one of these wine shops because you know your your end goal is to purchase something, but you you don't know what what to purchase. So you end up purchasing something because. You know, it, it's the price, or because maybe someone referred it to you, but you're not purchasing it because like you're you're emotionally connecting with it. Right. So we we want to really build a brand first approach to our wines, where you know, in, instead of focusing on you know these these terms that you know we're not familiar with, or you know parts of the winemaking process that we don't know, we want to focus with stuff that we do know, like right. you know sustainability, and, you know organic and you know, building a wine that like you feel good when you drink, right? So that's right. why, like, what, like our whole winery in Paso Robles, it's uh, it's powered through our solar panels, right? So mm-hmm. we barely use any energy. All the energy that we create is through our solar panels, which is being it's just being regenerated into into the winery. And then all our products are certified organic, so there's no pesticides, herbicides, any foreign chemicals. And these are these are things that like you know, everyday people look for. At their, you know, local Whole Foods or you know wherever, you know, right. you, you want to buy products because you know they're good for you and at an affordable price. And I think that's that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to build something that, you know, because in the wine industry there's no labeling, right? So you could pick up any wine and you don't know what's going into it. And uh, we saw there was all these like unnatural products like egg whites, crustacean shells, fish bladder, like all in the winemaking process that we have no clue about. Right. And that's what and that's what makes wine you know, vegan versus non-vegan. And, and, you know, that's, you know, that's the whole story is really building that like brand that emotionally connects with us on a, on a simpler term for our generation. For sure. For sure. And, you know, and I appreciate that, you know what I mean? And that's why I wanted to ask you about that brand story because, you know, and you probably was being nice, but I'm just going to say it. a lot of times you go and you go and purchase wine, man. Like there's a little bit of pretentiousness. Yeah. There. You know what I'm saying? I know you, I can hear you wanting to say it. I'll just say it for you, but there's a bit of pretentiousness in there. You know what I mean? And, and for me, uh, you know, that can be a little bit disinviting, you know what I mean? And so when I think when I, when I, when I see your brand, it's inviting, it's fun, it's sun, it's beach, it's all this stuff that, you know, just feels like, you know, we want you to come join the party. We don't care what you look like, what you sound like, yeah. you know, this, that, and the other. We just want you to come join the party. You know yeah. what I mean? and, and, you know, did, did I nail it? Is that what you're going for? Yeah, man, 100%. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say we're three three cans you go a bottle, so it's like you drink one of these, and like before you know it, that twelve and a half percent really kicks in quickly. Right. So right. no, so I I appreciate uh, that story. <laughs> I, I want to ask you this, man, because it sounds like you know when I hear you know vegan or an organic, and you talk about you know no no herbicides and pesticides in the wine making process, and uh, you know uh, using solar panels and stuff like that, it seems like that tells me that a you care about you know, other people and what they put in their body, man. But you also kind of maybe kind of care about the planet a little bit, man. Kind of tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a hundred percent. I feel like you kind of have to, as any brand, you have to have almost like your, 
a duty to move in the right direction. And, and for us, you know, th- that that's why it was really important for us to, to earn our, uh, our sustainability certification. Mm. Um, so, you know, in the wine world, there is a lot of waste and there's a lot of, you know, different farming techniques that aren't and are being used. And what I mean is that, um, you know, we use all different types of like waste management system and water management system to conserve the water. And that's what the, you know, that's what the sustainability seal is, is, right. is just being able to <clears throat> move in a positive direction. Um, and, you know, again, that that's encompassing why our winery is powered through our solar panels, because I mean, for every brand today, like, you know, you don't, you don't want to take two steps backwards. You want to take two steps forward and, you know, hopefully inspire other brands that want to do the same thing. And I feel like we're one of the few brands that are really focusing on that, like better for you, and sustainability uh, process in the wine in the wine world. So, so we're taking a really gated industry, who in a very you know just controlled by people who are a lot older than us and have been doing this for many generations, family generations of years of years. So we're we're you know I don't come from a wine background. I, I actually knew nothing about wine before starting Bessa, but you know I knew I knew what I liked and I knew what you know. What, what sustainability is and i never saw that in the industry of wine so we wanted to we wanted to create that and it's something it's something I, I try to implement in my everyday too of you know different plastic waste and what i'm drinking when i'm not drinking i hear that wouldn't you say the same absolutely absolutely for sure for sure i, I always appreciate businesses that have a social element to it you know what i mean you know because I, I think that's super important i really think that's super important so thank you for sharing that man yeah, I mean, you need it. I, I, I really, I really think any business that's going to start, you got to have that. You know, you got to have that better few element that you know someone else doesn't have. Or improve on it. For sure, for sure. I, I want to ask you this, man. Kind of tell me about you know your 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 team and the day to day operations a little bit, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, we run a really lean team. Mm-hmm. So I started this brand with my brother, right, Roddy, right. and uh, we. We we're obviously you know, we've been operating it for the last year and a half, and from our day one, I guess like our 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 first hire was someone who'd help us out with like our social. So someone who does like our Facebook, Instagram, you know, pretty much the brand identity of the brand, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been we've been working for her since day one. She's been she's been amazing. She's you know it's great because like you kind of want to surround yourself with people that you can work with, you know. For as long as you can, right? Like, it, it, there's nothing worse than having to find new, new employees or just a new group of people to really, like, you know, to to familiarize your brand with again. Right? And in reality, there's there's if you work with the same people in the beginning because you trust them, then you could really just you know, accelerate your brand because you're not worrying about the little things of like hiring and rehiring and turnover because that that gets that gets really really overwhelming and exhausting. So. We've been using her for, for since day one. We have a graphic designer that we work with in house. Okay. And uh, and that's pretty much it. We we have a dis- we have a distributor that who distributes our products. So they they distribute our products across California. And then uh, I pretty much my brother and I pretty much wear all the other hats, right? So when it comes to I mean sales, you know, marketing, you know. And anything that has to do with getting the products on shelf is is really what my day to day is like, right? So, a lot of it is checking in with stores, checking with new stores, getting the products to people, you know, r- really getting the message and and who we are, 
uh, to new customers and, and friends, just like, you know, just like what we're doing right now. Right. Absolutely. Um, that, that's, you know, that's what we envision. We, we, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want to scale too quickly. Of course. We have a really strong formula that works and we want to continuously grow that as much as we can and, you know, be super focused in it. You know, we're, we're not, we're not the company that says, you know, we want to be in a hundred places at once. We're, you know, we're really just focused on like, you know, finding an area or niche and just slamming it as hard as we can mm-hmm. and, uh, and seeing that, you know, blossom in its own way. And, and then, and then using that same case study and then replicating in different cities and, and states Sure. Uh, because we've already done it once and we know it'll work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me let me ask you a quick follow-up, man. Tell me a little bit about your brother. How how has that relationship been? Have you seen, like, you know, w- w- what's the difference between uh, brother Roddy and and, 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 <laughs> and, and partner Roddy? Right? Because I, right. I imagine it can't be the same person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we yes i am poking a little yet. bit i'm poking a little bit but go ahead man i'm sorry i'm gonna cut you off no it, 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 it's a great question we, we've always worked together and it, it we have really such an interesting relationship where you know we you know we've obviously have been best friends and we've been brothers you know you know we, we've just we our working relationship is really the same as our our friend our brother relationship where gotcha. it's just like you know that one moment you no know, You'll, you'll get in an argument and it could be a really bad one, but then like 30 minutes later, it's completely forgotten. Right. Mm. And like, and like we will, and again, like, you know, I will be very honest. We'll get in like really, really, really bad arguments, but like within minutes or even like, you know, 30, 20 minutes, it'll just be completely forgotten because, you know, at the end of the day, he's my brother and we've just gone so through so much and we, and we don't dwell on the small things. And it's, I think it's really nice to have a brother as your partner because, if that if he wasn't my brother, I think there would be a little bit more of an ego that would be in the equation. Where with us, like we understand each other so well, and and we know we we just want the, the best for our business and for ourselves. And we in our relationship is is so strong that even these small arguments would never really get in the way. We're, you know, versus if you know if I had a partner that wasn't my brother, it could be you know a small argument can turn into something really big and you know really hold grudges for a long period of time. Where that that has never been the case for us because we've, we've just gone through so much together. That's right. You know, and it's obviously not our first business that we started together. And, um, and so we really, we really understand each other. Well, we know our boundaries and, uh, we work off of them. I heard that, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because we recently had a guest on the show, uh, Mike Goldman. He he's in the New Jersey, New York area. He's like a business coach up there. Right. And one of the things he has the hardest time getting people uh, to kind of do when he's coaching is to let stuff go. And you talked about yeah. it, like you have, you know, that relationship with your brother where you get into these heated arguments. Right. But like at the end of the day, you know how to let stuff go. And that's probably a testament to the rapport that you've had with your brother over years and years of, you know, obviously being on planet Earth together. Right. But but I, but it right. seems like that has been an attribute. Uh, you know, an asset, I mean, uh, as opposed to a negative in your business, because we hear a lot of times, man, where we have family businesses, man, where, man, that those things can kind of fester and kind of do yeah. the business. Right. But it's great that you have that relationship with them, man. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, you go through really, really lows, but then you go through really strong highs. So right. it's you, you get the best of both worlds and and we trust each other a lot. And I think the way to best work a family relationship is just, you know, really holding yourself accountable 
right. to to whatever you guys are assigned to and making sure you guys don't step on each other's toes, right? It's just, you know, having your own, you guys, you guys have your own roles and, you know, and they don't collide. And, and if, and if that does happen, then it's, it's more, you know, you, you gotta be more collaborative than like, you know, trying to make it an ego, sure. um, you know, kind of like a, a debate. I mean, uh, more of an, you want to stay away from the argument and make it right. more of like a debate and, and make good ideas come from it. Right. Right. Cause I, I think that's important. And I also think that, you know, a little bit of friction is a good thing. You know what I mean? Obviously yeah. you don't want to be fighting every day. Right. Cause that could be bad, but a little bit of friction can be a good thing uh, in a business yeah. when it comes to partners in a team. So I appreciate you sharing all that, man, for sure. Good ideas come from, from arguments sometimes, you yeah, know, that's true. you never know. That's very true. That's very true. You know, just embrace the parse embrace the process, Startup Nation, for sure. Let me ask you this, man, because, you know, wine is big business. Let's be honest. It's a billion dollar business, right? Where do you see uh, Bessemer Vino in all of this? You know, a- after we come after, you know, out of COVID and it burns off and this and the other and you start to go back to, for the most part, business is normal and stuff like that. Where do you see uh, the company going, say, five years, 10 years from now? Yeah. Hopefully COVID is done way before that. But, oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. It's, uh, I, well, I think you know, we, we really look at things. You know, it's always great to have a five, 10 year goal, but we, we try to take every day, you know, we try to take every day step by step, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we believe our company will be a, a massive company, right. but it's not something that we think is going to happen overnight nor do we want it to happen overnight. Right. Um, you know, we, we want to be able to scale with our company and, and we, we see the growth of it. We, since COVID, we just, you know, business has been crazier than ever. And I, and I, and I think it's because you know, people are at home, they, they, they want to drink, they have nothing else to do and, and they're, they're okay with trying new things. It's just, it, it spices things up, I guess. Well, and from that, we've just seen a lot of large sales because people are moving away from bottles. Right. And the reason so is because, and I'm talking about, you know, restaurants who, you know, they, they, they've seen that their customers don't want the cashier to be like touching the bottle, pouring it in a cup right. and then giving it back to the customers. Like that whole process of like, you know, someone behind the counter touching it like three or four times before it actually gets to the customer is something that we've seen a lot of our restaurants stay away from. Mm. But we've gotten, you know, a handful of phone calls from large restaurant groups. We have like 40, 50 restaurants and uh, they want to bring on their, our products because of that reason. But then also because it's extremely easy to transport. Right. And now we're starting to see that that wine online is has become a lot bigger and wine shipping is more prevalent than it was four, four months ago. Right. So we, we definitely see ourselves, you know, a lot, you know, in a much better position because of what's going on. And that's really because our, our products are, it's a grab and go. It's as convenient as wine can get and it's portion controlled. So, you know, I, I do see our company, you know, five, 10 years from now being, you know, 50 X, you know, and, I, and it's, it's hard to say what it's going to be, but of course you know, we, 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 we definitely want to, we want, we always want to innovate. Right. So the next you know year or two, we might want to come out with a different varietal or, or a different variation. So, so we're really excited about you know what we have. We just want to make sure we focus on our rosé and white, and and then be able to bring out new new um, skews that we get. We, you know, we really will just listen to our customers and see what they want, and and be able to hopefully produce it for them. 
For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. And Startup Nation, if you want to get a can of all day rosé, go to drinkbesa.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on the podcast. So look, man, you're there in L.A., you know, let's say, you know, five, 10 years, you 50 extra company, it becomes this massive billion dollar company and stuff like that. And, and all of a sudden he's like, you know what? We should make a movie out of this. So let me ask you this, man, <laughs> who plays you and who plays your brother in a movie about the story of Bessa Mavino? Wow, that'd be a wild movie. <laughs> I don't know where we would start with that. I mean, you're there in LA. It's not far-fetched, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good question, honestly. I've never really thought of that. Gotcha. Who would play us in a movie? I mean, let's see. There, there's just some, there's some amazing actors out there. You know, I, I honestly, you know, I, who would play my brother and I? Well, I mean, you, you gotta give me some thought on that one. Right, it's a tough enough. one. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm just kind of messing with you a little bit for sure. Don't even worry about it. So <laughs> when you ask you this, man, when you're not, uh, you know, scaling the company and, and, and keeping the doors open and stuff like that, you know, what are you doing for fun out there in California? What are you doing for fun? Yeah, I just picked up biking. Actually. Okay. Okay. So How's that going? We, it's amazing. It's we, you know, every Saturday me and three of my friends go biking in the canyons. It's about like 50, 60 miles. And it's one of the best workouts I've ever had. Like it, it's something I picked up from my dad and he's always encouraged me to do it. And I finally got myself to do it because everything is closed and I can't work out anywhere else. And it's, it's one of those things where it's just like you, you do it for a good couple hours. And you leave, and you come off the bike and you feel like a new person. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. So let me ask you a quick follow-up, man. Tell me about your dad. How proud of he how proud of uh he how proud of uh you is he? I come from a a, a conservative Persian uh family and okay. you know he's a he's a, he's a minority himself and right. he's gone through a lot of struggles, right? So gotcha. you know, like any other dad, it's really hard for you know, it's 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 he, He's obviously super proud of me. Of course, but I think there's just so much more that we ha- we have to to build. That um, he, he's always been super encouraging. He's been an amazing father. But I still think there's you know a lot. My brother and I both have to not only prove to our, him but to ourselves that like you know the potential we have. Gotcha. So um, it, he's been he's, he's been a great father figure so far. I can't complain. I hear that. I hear that. I appreciate you sharing that for sure, man. So, what's your entrepreneurial superpower and why? I can read through bullshit really easily. Fair actually. enough. All right. All right. Yeah. You got a nice bullshit meter. Okay. Yeah. And that's a big one. You, you got to have that. I feel like that's true. There's so many people there. You know, you just, you, you got to read through who's telling you, you know, what's right and what's wrong. Right. Right. You know, right. People, people are always selling you stuff when you have a business. Oh, you need this. You need that. Eventually you take everything. You go bankrupt really quickly. Right. That's true. That's very true. Appreciate you sharing that. And before I ask the last question, man, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Once again, Startup Nation, that website is drinkbessa.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on the podcast, man. You gave us some amazing value about, you know, how you uh, growing your company with your brother and your team and stuff like that and how you see yourself uh, in the wine business moving forward. But, man, I'm actually going to turn the microphone over to you because there's somebody out there uh, in Startup Nation that's, that's feeling a little discouraged, especially with everything going on. Give them some words of encouragement and tell them uh, it's okay to keep moving forward. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, right now we're going through a crazy time with the whole, with that, with everything, with quarantine. I think it's really, you know, we're in, we're in an interesting spot where we should all be focusing on ourselves right. and trying to, you know, grow as a person. Yeah, we're all in really uncomfortable times, but with every, 
with every bad position, there's a good position. So I always say, just be patient, work really hard. And there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. I hear that. I hear that. And that's going to wrap up this session of the startup life. Big Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Thanks for having me, brother. No worries. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life. The startup life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, If you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. This fresh coat of the startup life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexil series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush, which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, feel your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me. Your time will thank you.